you want more calm and I have the recipe for you to have less overwhelm in your life. Each week, I'll bring you stories, tips, and sometimes interviews on how to get more calm in your life. There will be quick and easy recipes too. So join me each week, Teresa Dioulis, an advanced certified life coach and certified culinary nutrition expert to find your recipe for calm. When our oldest was of age, we potty trained her and I had read all the books and all the latest and talked to fellow parents who were doing it or had gone through it with their older kids. And I believe I had arrived at using M&Ms to give to her once she went and we had the little potty and the chair that went on top of the toilet. And we even have a really cute picture of her um, that is just one of those few that we have of uh, our first house down here. And one day my husband came home. He's like, I'll get her to go because it had been taking a longer than I guess he thought it should have. And he's like, Kylie, if you go on the potty, we'll take you to Disney. And I was, I just looked at him. I'm like, what happened to M&Ms? I'm like, how can we do this? You know, we had a, another daughter at the time and didn't know if we'd go on to have future children or not. But I said, you know, this is quite a high bar to set for kids to go to Disney. And so as it ends up, we, uh, it's not like it was an instant overnight thing. We did eventually follow through with our trip to Disney and I convinced him to not offer such high rewards for, uh, things that our kids needed to do. But it's one of those jokes we have in our family of, you know, living in along the way. We did go on to have even more children. We have a total of four, two boys and two girls, and they're all in their 20s now, and they're all potty trained. But anyways, that, in my opinion, was a form of manipulation, and more so, and not uh, exactly the type of training that I would endorse. But today I wanted to actually talk about boundaries and uh, boundaries themselves. Sometimes people will think of using manipulation and that's why I wanted to talk about just what not to do. Uh, boundaries themselves, when we're talking about using boundaries to help create more calm in our lives, I'm talking more about emotional boundaries, not physical. I mean, it can include physical, of course, if you need to have a physical boundary to create more calm. Boundaries contain two parts, a request and a consequence. And that consequence part is what a lot of the times people forget about. And that's the follow through on your request that can be tough to implement. And when we think of a boundary, think of it like a fence, like I said, or draw a circle around yourself where we end and another begins. And it can be as simple as that. Boundaries don't have to be announced. You could have a boundary for yourself knowing I won't tolerate being yelled at. It could be you won't answer the door if someone comes after 7 p.m. It could be I won't work on Fridays. It could be, um, I don't know, I, you're not going to allow yourself to be hit by somebody else or you're going to call the police if somebody hits you. I mean, this is where, when I say it doesn't have to be announced, you 
wouldn't go around telling everybody, for example, like, if you hit me, I'm going to call the police. Like, you don't have to go up to everybody you meet and say something like that. For example, at this time of year, I'm recording, it's the holidays time. You might have a boundary in place regarding food that you'll eat and food gifts that you'll receive. You might need to tell some people uh, what your limitations are based on diet, food allergies, or just health concerns. You might have a boundary in place as far as events that you'll attend. You might have a boundary in place as far as just, again, talking about health, time, a lot of things you might have boundaries regarding work. You might choose to not socialize with people at work and you might just have a boundary about that and people might know that about you. Gifts are something that are becoming more and more of an issue that people have a boundary around. And again, a boundary is for you, not for someone else. A boundary is meant to be clear and kind and come from a place of love for yourself and the other person. It is not a manipulation. It's not meant to manipulate another person. It's not meant to control. It's not meant as an ultimatum or a threat. For example, not to be confused with, I will go with you to that event if you do blank. That's not what it's meant to be. Same thing with, oh, I always do this for them and they never do this. Again, it has nothing to do with a boundary. One example I can think of is meeting somebody. Like We might all have those friends or relatives that tend to be late. Even if you tell them 15 minutes ahead of time when you're actually planning on getting together. You might have a conversation with them and say, I love you. Um, you have a tendency to run late. I only have so much time, so if you're more than 15 minutes late, I will leave. And it's not against you. I love you, but I have to respect my time, and I just I don't have that much time to wait for you. So when the time comes, the time to come meet, the time to meet comes after 15 minutes of waiting. If they haven't shown up, you have to be willing to leave because that's the consequence you set in place. You requested of them to be on time, and again, a lot of people have different reasons for their habitual lateness and it's not necessarily against you. I know with a lot of the neurodivergence we have, um, people have a lot of their minds. It's the time of year, whatever, you know, again, you can say that with love and both parties are aware of it and understand. And again, that promotes a closer relationship when then there's honesty and kindness with the delivery of that request and the consequence. You're telling the truth and you're coming from a place of love. That's a healthy boundary. You're promoting empowerment for yourself, creating a closer relationship with that honesty and peace. We're wanting more peace and calm, right? With a weak boundary, when you don't follow through with that, and maybe you sit there and you wait and wait and they show up a half an hour late using this example, you sit there just seething maybe with resentment and anger, thinking all kinds of thoughts. They're always late. I can't believe this. I even told them I didn't want to wait more than 15 minutes, but you're the one sitting there waiting, not them. And it just creates more distance in your relationship. By the time they, they come up, you just sit there and the whole time you're just angry and act like you don't want to be there. And again, that's creating more distance. Sometimes when we tell people our boundaries, if we feel the need to tell them, it can be uncomfortable. 
It's like switching up an exercise we're doing at the gym. If we're used to riding a treadmill on level and we all of a sudden decide to hit the incline, it can be a little bit uncomfortable and we might feel more sore the next few days. But other, usually, typically, again, when we're coming from a place of love and clarity and kindness, people respect that. But regardless, the other person gets to choose how they respond. This is your boundary. You don't have to expect them to accept it or to respond. I mean, they can have whatever reaction they want, right? This is you taking care of you. So telling the truth and coming from a place of love will promote empowerment, create a closer relationship, and promote peace and calm. But remember, there's the two parts, the request and the consequence, and following through with that consequence is key. So if you have any questions on this, please feel to reach out to me. Tag me on Instagram at Teresa Diolis or email me at teresadiolis at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. This week's quick and easy recipe is for one of my kids' favorite recipes as a dessert, chipper pie. You will need an unbaked pie crust, can be regular or gluten-free, a half a cup of butter, softened, a quarter cup of white sugar, and three quarters of a cup of packed brown sugar, two large eggs, a teaspoon of vanilla, a third a cup of flour, can also use one-for-one gluten-free flour, quarter teaspoon of salt, a cup of semi-sweet chocolate chips. You're going to preheat your oven to 325 and then in a mixing bowl, beat the butter and sugars until combined. Add your eggs and vanilla and beat until light and fluffy. Then mix in the flour and salt just until incorporated. Stir in your chocolate chips and then spread the mixture evenly into your unbaked pie shell. Bake for 50 minutes or until a knife inserted halfway between the edge and the center comes out clean. Cool on a wire rack. Serve slightly warmed. Also can be served with ice cream, whipped cream, any of your favorite toppings. If you have found this podcast helpful in any way, I would really appreciate it if you would share it with your friends and family and rate it on whatever podcast platform you listen to so that more people can find it. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, I wish you great health and calm. Take care.